you know, I eat, sleep, and dream about surveys all day, every day. Coming to you in your speakers from Dubai to all around the globe. This is James Reynolds Traffic Jam Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Hi, welcome back, listener. You're tuned into Traffic Jam, the podcast show that teaches you how to get more traffic and build a profitable audience online. I'm your host, James Reynolds, and you're listening into episode 46. And on today's show, we're joined by Ryan Levesque, who'll be sharing his survey funnel formula, which to date has generated over 2.8 million leads and 175,000 customers. But before we get to Ryan, I want to say a quick hi to Chal and Adewali, who commented on the Brian Dean episode. Hi to you both. Remember that you too can join the discussion on Traffic Jam by going to the individual episode page of each show, which of course for today is trafficjamcast.com forward slash 46. Now you'll also find there two special bonuses which have been created to help you implement the strategy shared by Ryan Levesque on today's show. So I encourage you to head on over to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 46 right now, grab your bonuses and follow along as you listen in to today's episode. The Traffic Jam Podcast with James Reynolds. So as mentioned at the top of the show, Ryan's going to be sharing his survey funnel formula, which to date has generated 2.8 million leads, 175,000 customers across 19 different markets. And get this, those numbers are just in the last 23 months alone. So if you want to convert more traffic in a non-hypey, helpful way, then I promise you this episode is for you. Now, a little bit about Ryan before we jump into the interview, just as a bit of a precursor of who you can expect in today's show. Ryan creates marketing funnels for eight and nine figure private clients, including the number one golf instruction site on the Internet, the number one tennis instruction site in the world and the number one alkaline health company in Australia, to name just a few. He's been called a conversion genius. He studied neuroscience at an Ivy League university and once worked on Wall Street for Goldman Sachs. And finally, an interesting fact about Ryan. He lives in Texas, which of course is the land of the cowboy, but has never actually been on a horse. There you go. That was a short introduction to Ryan. And now this is Ryan, the funnel specialist from thefunnelspecialist.com. So, hey there, Ryan. Welcome to Traffic Jam. Hey, James. It's so great to be talking with you, man. So you're known as the funnel specialist. And of course, that's not some reference to a piece of pipe used to channel liquids. But um, I guess it is a kind of metaphor, right, for what you do to channel prospects through marketing. Tell us a little bit about what you do. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I build marketing funnels all day, every day. And the marketing funnel methodology that I'm probably best known for is the survey funnel methodology. Now, just to bring everybody sort of to the same level of the conversation, when we talk about marketing funnel, some people hear that term and they might not know exactly what that means, or people might, it mean, it might mean different things to different people. For me, a marketing funnel is nothing more than a predetermined set of steps that you want someone to take, to take them from being someone who has no idea who you are, who is not familiar with your business at all, all the way through becoming a customer. And for most businesses, that is a series of steps that can take place in an orchestrated way. My expertise is doing that online, taking people through a predetermined, premeditated set of orchestrated steps, and I do it predominantly by using surveys. Got it. Well, let's pre-qualify you for this discussion because I think that's very important for what we've got to talk about coming up. Before we get into the meaty part, what sort of volumes of leads have you been able to achieve, perhaps some revenue numbers before we get started with your system? Sure. So I build survey funnels all day, every day. And I had to do a presentation recently where I had to look at all the different markets that I'm in and actually look at my numbers. And it actually took me by surprise. In the last 23 months alone, I've actually generated 2.8 million leads, 175,000 customers, and that's across 17 different markets. And to give you a sense for what those markets are, these are markets outside the how to make money space. So markets include golf instruction, tennis instruction, memory improvement, business lending. I'm also in dog training, basketball instruction. I'm in markets like water filtration. I'm in markets like alkaline health, weight loss supplements, fitness, and the list goes on. So just to give people a sense for, is this something that can you apply what we're going to be talking about today in your business? This is a methodology that's been tested with businesses large and small, I have clients that are seven-figure clients. I also have clients that are nine-figure clients. And these are names that most people would know. The number one golf instruction site in the world, companies like Agora, the nine-figure direct response powerhouse, uh, many companies, uh, Dish Network, uh, the second leading uh, satellite TV company in the United States. So these are companies that people would recognize and be familiar with. Now, when you think, is this something that you can use in your business, this has been tested across multiple markets, across different business models, across different price points, across different traffic sources. So I think what's really exciting is there's a real possibility that for anyone listening to this right now, there's the pot potential to apply what we're going to be talking about in your business. Fantastic. Well, those numbers seem pretty damn impressive. And I'm sure we're going to get into the detail of how it all works in due course. But what is it about your formula specifically that works so well, perhaps compared to the average sort of funnel that you might be experienced with? Sure. Well, I think and I, this has happened through an evolution. So it's not like I don't want people to walk away thinking that I woke up one day through divine intervention and arrived <laughs> at the methodology that you see here. This is the represent, this represents over eight years of testing and tweaking and trying different formulas and arriving at what's worked best for me. And that's all I can speak to is what's worked best for me. This isn't by any means the only funnel methodology out there, and it's not necessarily mm. the best funnel methodology. It's only what's worked best 
for me. So to answer your question, why does this methodology or why has this methodology worked better for me than everything else that I've tried? Well, it sort of goes like this. Most people online, most businesses online basically operate in markets where everybody, if you want to think about this analogy or this metaphor, everybody is, it's like a carnival, right? Everybody, every business out there is standing on its proverbial tippy toes with its arms up in the air, screaming as loud as they can saying, look at me, our business is the best. And you see this online, get our free report to try, you know, 27, you know, 27 traffic tips that uh, you haven't seen anywhere else. And then the guy next door, what does he do? He says, check out our free report with 37 traffic tips that you've never seen anywhere else. And everybody is basically playing that same game, the same paradigm, raising the free bar, whatever you want to call it, standing on their tippy toes, screaming at the top of their lungs. The approach I take is sort of contrarian. It's counterintuitive. Everybody's screaming at the top of the mountaintops, and I'm saying, time out a second. I don't know if I can help you, but if you take a few moments to tell me a little bit about your situation, tell me a little bit about the challenges that you're struggling with, a little bit about who you are, with that information, I can point you in the right direction. If I can help you, I'll put you in touch with the best match solution that I have available to you, but if I can't help you, I'll put you in touch with someone who can. Are you interested? And so it's this counter approach where everybody's screaming at the mountain, you know, top of the mountaintops. And so prospects come in and they ignore all that noise and they come in and they say, this is refreshing. Mm. And the reason why it works so well is simple. I mean, think about it. The way I just described it right there is no different than if you were having a one-on-one conversation with someone in a sort of consultative sale offline right? It would be very awkward if, you know, you and I met James and I said, you know, uh, you know, if you said, Hey Ryan, um, you know, tell me about what you do. And I just said, you know, just started pontificating to you and telling you about how great my business or service is. What would most likely happen is we would have a conversation, right? We'd have a back and forth conversation. I'd ask you questions about your business. I'd say, James, well, tell me a little bit about your business and, and what you're looking to do right now. Maybe I can get a sense for if there's a fit for us to potentially work together. You're effectively replicating that process online through the use of surveys. The challenge is it's difficult to scale that type of back and forth, that type of uh, uh, sort of consultative experience that's so easy to do one-on-one. It's difficult to do that in scale. Mm. But when you do it right, I'm in markets now where we have, for example, in some markets, we're generating anywhere from eight to 10,000 leads per day using this methodology. And that's just in a single funnel. So there's the opportunity to scale that same consultative approach. It basically comes down to running a very specific type of survey that's not positioned as a survey, by the way asking people questions about who they are, what their hot buttons are, what their objections are, and then using that information to do a couple different things. Number one, segmenting people into different directions. So marketing to people more specifically based on the bucket or the subgroup that they belong to within a market. And number two, customizing the marketing based on the answers that they provide in the survey. So you echo back that information to them. So for example, if someone says, if you ask the question, are you a man or a woman? The reason why I'm asking is because men and women tend to suffer from different, for example, weight loss challenges if you're in a weight loss market. Well, if you capture that information, 
put it into your database. And then when you offer, for example, follow-up emails or follow-up materials, you speak to their specific gender. You say, you know, James, as a man, one of the things that you'll find interesting, especially and if you ask their age, especially as you get into your 30s and 40s, is that you'll start to see blah, 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 blah. Versus if you answer that survey by saying that you are a 20-year-old woman, that same email could say, you know, James, as a woman in your 20s right now, you might have noticed a few changes happening in your body. Now, that one very basic, simple example sort of illustrates one element as to why this methodology is so powerful. It's the perception, and in some cases, the reality, that the information is so much more targeted. And James, I'm sure you can agree that when something is hyper-targeted to you, it feels more personally relevant to you, you're going to be more interested in it. You're going to feel like it's a better fit for you, and thus it's going to improve you know, effectively, uh, you know, the conversion rate. So that big picture is sort of, you know, uh, broad brushes, uh, broad brush strokes, the overall approach and strategy that I take. Um, but I'm happy to, you know, take this conversation, whatever direction makes sense to dive, dive deeper. Love it. Okay. Well, we will do that. So, um, I think what might be a nice sort of first step is to kind of perhaps almost do a kind of virtual walkthrough of what this process might look like from the point of view of a prospect potentially arriving on a website. So how would that form be presented and what sort of steps would they go through after that? Yeah, no, it's a great question. So we're all familiar with the, and I think everyone in your audience, I know it's an advanced audience. Um, Everyone would be familiar with a typical squeeze page, right? So squeeze page is the uh, typical landing page, a page that you might land on a prospects on a, excuse me, on a potential company's website, the first destination point, usually which says something like, check out our free report, enter your name and email and get a free copy of the report. You know, we'll send it to you type thing, right? We've seen it a million times. Well, let me walk you through what the alternative, the survey funnel formula methodology looks like instead. So imagine arriving on a website landing page for the first time. There you see a little video. The video is auto-playing. The video has a little headline above it. And then there's a button below the video. The video basically says sort of what I just walked through a moment ago. Let's just pretend it's a a weight loss business, for example, maybe a company that sells a weight loss supplement. Hey, we're a weight loss company, you know, uh, we'll just say Weight Watchers. Hey, we're Weight Watchers and we've been helping people lose weight, you know, uh, all day, every day for the last, you know, 50 years. Um, However, we're not for everybody. And we've grown to the point that we have a number of different programs that are different and fit different types of people. So rather than waste your time by sending you generic information, if you take a few moments to tell us a little bit about yourself, not only can we customize the information that you'll get from us, we'll also point you in the right direction to put you in touch with the best program that's right for you. All you need to do is this. Click on the button below this video, answer the questions that pop up, and we'll see you on the other side with your custom information and uh, you know, the best match program for you. Video stops playing. Prospect has two options, click on the button or leave. Most people click on the button because there's a curiosity angle. They click on the button, a little pop-up shows up, and in that pop-up is just one question. The first question in a series of questions. This is what gets into what I describe as my micro-commitment survey. Yeah. So, The mistake that people make when they think about using surveys online, one of the mistakes, and there are several, but one of the mistakes that people make is asking too many questions at once, okay? What you want to do is 
reduce the friction, reduce the threshold for someone to take action. Basically, ask them to take a micro-commitment. So instead of asking them straight away, hey, you know, enter your name and email and opt in, that in many cases is a huge step. People in many cases don't trust you yet if you're asking them that. People tend to have this, uh, business owners try to, tend to make this mistake where they ask for too much information too fast. It's sort of akin to, you know, imagine if James, you and I met for the first time and I, uh, you know, it, this might be acceptable in some cultures, but imagine if I just ran up to you, gave you a big hug and a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> Be a little bit weird, right? Some people might be cool with that, but most people are going to be like, whoa, 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 I don't know you. Versus if it's your grandfather or your grandmother giving you a big hug and a kiss on the cheek, that's fine, right? Because you know them, because you have an established relationship. Well, asking for someone's name and email too soon is sort of akin to that in online terms. But instead, if you ask a basic, non-threatening, multiple-choice question, something like, First, can you tell us if you're a man or a woman? The reason why is because men and women suffer from different weight loss challenges. Oh, I'm a man. Click. Next question pops up. And you go down that path asking these one single multiple choice questions, one after another, one at a time, and then culminating at the end in an opt-in. Now that you've provided the information, you know, information about yourself, I think we have enough information to point you in the right direction. Tell us, you know, enter your name and email and we'll send you, you know, a customized, uh, you know, customized report for our recommendations for you. And I'll see you on the other side with, you know, the best match program for you type thing. So you've taken people through that micro commitment survey. You've asked for their name and email in this sort of baby steps fashion. After they enter their name and email, they're then directed. Typically, the way I do things is what I describe as a same visit sale video sales letter. Yeah. So in the, in the world that I operate in, most of the businesses I work with and in my own businesses, transactions take place online. So I'm trying to generate a sale on that initial visit. So they've gone through the survey, then they get to a typically a video sales letter, and the video sales letter is customized to some degree based on the responses of their survey. So in very basic terms, women might get a different version of the video sales letter than men. And that's at the most basic uh, level. And generally, I'm customizing things through a number of different parameters based on the survey responses. So they get through a, a video sales letter, uh, same visit sale. If they end up not buying, they leave that page. Well, they've signed up for an email autoresponder sequence, and I'm marketing to them, trying to get them to buy, and I'm using their survey responses to persuasive advantage. I'm writing emails that might be customized based on the way they answer those questions. And you know, the, the gender uh, example and age example that we talked about before would fit into this. So you get landing page with video, below video button. Person clicks on button, pops up initial question, answers first question, one question pops up at a time until you get to the email autoresponder, uh, excuse me, the email opt-in form. They enter their name and email in that form. They're redirected to a video sales letter. And then if they don't buy, they leave. They're added to an autoresponder sequence. And if they buy, they're taken down a one-click upsell path that, again, is customized based on their survey responses. That, in a nutshell, very high level, is a visitor walkthrough of a typical funnel, survey funnel that I would build. There are other bells and whistles. There are other things we don't talk about, retargeting, uh, exit pops, 
uh, a number of different kind of advanced things like that. But the plain vanilla version of it is what I just described. Yeah, I love it. Well, I can see some awesome applications for that. Just my mind spinning already as to kind of how you could use those survey responses, even for someone who exits the survey before they've opted in. I'm, I'm sure you could do some customized remarketing or, or something to that degree based on the survey answers they've given. So um, I can see there's some pretty darn cool applications for it. Now, on a simple and easy level, because some people do prefer simple and easy, I'm sure you could also just take the offline application of this and just take those survey answers and put together a custom quote for someone. Perhaps if you're in a, a sort of a service related business where there is going to need to be that kind of diagnosis session that maybe can't be automated. Would that be right? Absolutely. So, you know, if you want to think about, OK, how can I simplify this? This sounds basically people have uh, two reactions when I walk people through this. They, the first reaction is, this is amazing. Uh, this is, makes perfect sense. This is great. But it sounds like a lot of work. And that's the second reaction. It sounds like a lot of work. And I'll be perfectly honest. It, it does take work. This is one <laughs> of these things that um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's, it's one of these things that you build your, uh, it's like building a fortress around your business. It takes time to build that fortress, but once it's there, it's impenetrable. Yeah. And because of that, I have funnels that have been running on cold traffic for, I have one funnel that's been running for eight years. I have another funnel that's been running for five years, just the same funnel because you build all this work up front. It's like building an ATM. It takes a lot of time to build out that ATM initially, but once it's built, you know, you just need to tweak it here and there. So it's a complex process to build things. Now, not everybody has the patience. They might not have the, the size of the business that it's worth uh, building one of these things. So the question is, how can you get some value out of a more simplified version? So two examples. The one example that you brought up is perfect. Take this process offline. You don't need to worry about any of the tech. You don't have to worry about building out any of the pages. You're doing this one-on-one -on -one with people. The same principles uh, apply. The drawback is you're not getting the scale you can get. You're not generating 10,000 leads a day if you're doing this 1D2Z offline. Now, how do you apply this online in a more simplified way? Well, at its basic core, the, you know, if someone wanted to take some of what we talk about today, basically it would be this. Look at your market, and I have ways to do this. It's beyond uh, uh, the scope of what we have time to cover in this conversation. But basically, you I look at your market, you do your research, and there's a process that I go through that involves a deep dive survey, a different kind of survey, and a deep dive research process that I use to do this, and identify the three biggest buckets in your market, the three biggest subgroups of people who are different from one another. And to determine that, I go through this statistical process. It's known as cluster analysis, where you're looking at how groups uh, are dissimilar from one another, and you're isolating what those groups are. So you pick three, the, the, the three biggest groups. And then instead of sending people to uh, uh, you know, one sales method, message, one sales path, just ask them a single question survey. I've noticed that the people that I work with tend to fall into one of three categories. Which of the following best describes you? A, B, C. Click submit to continue. Yeah. And then you just send people into one of several directions. So that could be one of several sales letters. It could be as simple as the same sales letter, but with three different headlines. Yeah. You can take this as far or as little as you want. You don't have to take this to the nth degree to get value out of this survey segmentation process. Yeah. And I'm sure very few people are segmenting 
if at all, on the way into an email list, right? I mean, most people are totally going down that typical old school method of just asking for a name and email address and asking for absolutely nothing else along with it. So I'm sure just even a few variables can make a massive difference. Now, I've got to ask you, because this, of course, is a traffic show, I'm sure you've tested a whole bunch of traffic channels with this method. What have been some of the most and perhaps least successful channels that work with the survey formula? Okay. Well, most successful, um, I would say, okay, so I'm going to answer this a slightly different way. So uh, when it, by least success, I've yet to find a traffic source that we are running traffic to that this has not worked in. So let me give you a rundown of the traffic sources. I'm currently sending significant volumes of traffic through a survey funnel. So Google keyword-based PPC, Google yep. display traffic, Facebook traffic, Yahoo Bing traffic, YouTube video traffic, um, uh, Let's see, uh, native advertising networks like Taboola, solo email drops, um, um, let's see, banner advertising more generally, more broadly. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not running traffic uh, via uh, radio, uh, radio ads, so that's one that I'm not running traffic to yet that's uh, untested. Um, social media traffic through things like Pinterest and Twitter ads. Um, you know, those are just ones, that, some that come to mind right now. SEO, uh, just straight email traffic. Um, so basically, all the major types of paid traffic and unpaid traffic online currently running uh, uh, traffic to this. Now, when would be a case that it might not make sense to use a survey funnel? Well, a good example would be if you operate in a very, excuse me, a very narrow, inch-wide, mile-deep uh, 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 keyword space that is consists of long, uh, a, a finite amount of long tail keywords. So the example I always give is, say you're a, a local plumber and you're advertising on the keyword uh, uh, local plumber to fix toilet Austin, Texas, which is my home. <laughs> yeah. uh, you don't need a survey funnel to make that traffic convert, right? Because you already know the keyword itself tells you exactly what they're looking for. But if you want to advertise on a keyword like plumbing or home improvement, there's not enough information in the keyword itself to understand the searcher's intent. And I learned this in one of my own businesses. I have a business called Rocket Memory. We sell a series of courses that help people improve their memory. It leverages my background. I have a background in neuroscience. Uh, I studied and taught at, uh, at, at the Ivy League level at Brown University, and it leverages that background. And I learned this in that business when we were going after keywords like improve memory, how to improve memory, memory improvement. Those keywords, you have people ranging from 18-year-old kids in college all the way through 65-year-old men concerned about mental decline, all looking to improve their memory for different reasons. The college kid wants help studying for their test. The 65-year-old man is concerned about Alzheimer's and dementia. So two very different needs, all searching on that same keyword, improve memory. So to make keywords like that work, that's where the survey funnel shines. If you want to go after a banner ad on Yahoo Finance, again, you don't have a homogenous group of people. You have people who have all sorts of needs, wants, and desires. Uh, it's tremendously high volume, but again, it's not that you can't write a very hyper-specific ad like you can on a keyword, local plumber to fix leaky toilet, Austin, Texas. Uh, you know, that, those keywords are easy to convert, but 
there's only a tiny amount of volume available on those keywords when you compare that to just the Google Display Network alone. So, you know, in these high traffic, less specific environments, the survey funnel really shines. And that's why it's a tremendous tool to help scale your business. Yeah, well, that all makes absolute perfect sense. And there's plenty more places that we could take the questioning today, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be respectful of your time, Ryan, and perhaps give our listeners one or two places online where we can send them off to to find out a little bit more about what you do. So what would those places be? Well, I offer a free daily email where I talk about some of the work that I'm doing and the markets that I'm in. People can get access to that free daily email and some other free resources and articles at thefunnelspecialist.com. That's thefunnelspecialist.com. And if folks are specifically interested in this survey funnel formula methodology, periodically I do teach this, the, the methodology in deep detail. I walk people through my six-week process where I build out one of these funnels from beginning to end so you can see all the moving parts and how everything fits together. The way to find out about the next time that that training is made available is to go to surveyfunnelformula.com. Surveyfunnelformula.com. And those are probably the two best ways to dive deeper into the stuff with me and learn more about how you can apply it in your business. Fantastic. Well, listen, if you didn't quite get hold of those two uh, website addresses, they will be present in the show notes for this episode, which you can get to by going to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 46. So Ryan Levesque, once again, thanks so much for coming on Traffic Jam. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, perhaps maybe some point in the future, we can dive a little deeper into this as well. I'd love to, man. I mean, I'd love to get, I love answering questions. I'd love, I, you know, I eat, sleep, and dream about surveys all day, every day. <laughs> so as, as weird as that may seem, this is my passion. I geek out over this stuff. Hopefully the passion and energy comes through just in the conversation. So I would absolutely love to do that, James. It was awesome. Thank you for the opportunity to get on your show and to uh, talk about this. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Ryan. So there you go. That was Ryan Levesque from thefunnelspecialist.com. Now, I hope you took away as much as I did from this episode and you took plenty of notes. Well, if you didn't, don't worry, because you can actually get my notes from today's episode beautifully presented in a mind map. You can save to your computer or print out for reference in the future. And you can get that by going to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 46. Now, along with the mind map, you'll also get a step-by-step flowchart showing the sales funnel formula in action, which you can, of course, replicate and apply to your own website. Now, to get both of these bonuses, plus a full transcript of the episode, plus a downloadable MP3, head to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 46. Now, I'll be back real soon with another episode where we'll be joined by Corbett Barr from Think Traffic and now Fizzle fame. So make sure you tune in again for that one. Now, to be the first to know when that episode goes live, you should subscribe via iTunes or Stitcher Radio at trafficjamcast.com forward slash iTunes and trafficjamcast.com forward slash Stitcher.
Now for a direct link to both of the bonuses I just mentioned, the resource links and to join the discussion on this show, go to trafficjamcast.com forward slash 46. Now we end this week's show with a traffic jam chosen by Ryan Levesque and he's chosen a track called Ants Marching and it's by the Dave Matthews Band. So we'll leave the show with that and I'll see you back here, well, in about seven days from now.
listening to the Traffic Jam Podcast with James Reynolds. To know more about this program and to subscribe for future episodes, check out the website, trafficjamcast.com. Traffic